Hello, I'm Mike Kuhn. Welcome to another edition of Illinois Innovators. Joining us now, uh, Divi Galati, uh, on campus from Chicago and co-founder of uh, ShipBob. Uh, first of all, just give us a little background on yourself. Uh, when you were at the U of I, uh, what you studied here, I know you came back a couple of times. Sure. Uh, I love U of I. That's why I'm back here. But I actually came here for the first time for my undergrad, and I graduated in 2009 with a degree in computer engineering from ECE. And then I went and worked in the Midwest for the most part. I was up in Wisconsin, then in Chicago. And then I came back for my MBA. And I graduated from MBA program in 2013, joined a big corporation, a big consulting firm, but wasn't too happy with my role, even though it was very interesting, and started a company on the side that ultimately became ShipBob. What is ShipBob, and uh, what impact is it is it having um, both here and and uh, throughout the country? Sure. So, to give some backdrop, it's way easier to sell online now than it was, let's say, five, ten years ago, and that's because of the emergence of players like Shopify, Etsy, Kickstarter suddenly coming up on top of the existing platforms like eBay and Amazon, so anyone can now start their own small business. You come up with an idea of a t-shirt, boom, you have a website ready, and which is very fancy looking. You don't need software engineers anymore for that. But what has not changed is once you get your first order in, what do you do next? Right now, most small businesses either do it themselves or hire a team of their own shipping staff which comes on a daily basis and help them fulfill their orders but as you scale up these do not scale with the business because you cannot hire x number of people for shipping because it's expensive to hire people and you have to let go if the order volume goes down so with this pain point in mind we experienced this firsthand because we were running our own e-commerce store me and my co-founder we experienced these troubles we had a very small e-commerce business and when we figured there is no easy solution, we went to the post office and started talking to the people uh, in the line at the post office. Turns out no one had a solution. So we proposed and pitched our idea while standing in line at the post office that what if we take the packages from you and package them and ship them and you don't have to stand in line, we'll come and pick it up. Will you pay for a service like this? And the reception was so great, we had more than 3,000 signups within two weeks. And that became the basis of ShipBob. We started with a pickup and packaging company where we started picking up items from these merchants, from their stores, from their garages, and we'll get them to our warehouse or apartment at that point, package them and ship them out. And we kept scaling this. We provided them with a platform where they could actually start selling more and could view all their orders in one place and communicate with the customers. It became the shipping platform, inventory management platform, and that became the core of ShipBob. So now what we do is we provide Amazon-level logistics to small businesses. So we're not just picking packages anymore. We're guaranteeing Amazon Prime-like service to all these small businesses so they can actually compete with Amazon to a certain extent while owning their own brand and own customer list. So who are your clients? Are they primarily in Chicago? Or have you expanded? You know, where, where you stand right now? So we currently have locations in three different cities, Chicago, New York, and Los Angeles, but our clients are from the entire globe. We have 
clients obviously in Chicago, New York and LA, then we have clients in Texas, we have clients in Finland, from Pakistan, from India. Every entrepreneur who wants to sell and distribute in the US market can use our platform and start selling. And that's what we're empowering these small businesses with. They don't have to worry about logistics or shipping or what happens once I make the first sale. Their only focus is product development and sales and we'll take care of the rest. So how do you get the the packages if you don't actually go and pick them up? Great question. So for the foreign clients or if you're not picking up, we have our warehouses in these three cities. We actually store the inventory of these clients. They ship us in bulk and as soon as the order comes in, we pick from their inventory and ship it out for them. So similar to Amazon, on a smaller scale, you know, why are uh, why are clients choosing you as opposed to trying to to list on Amazon for instance? Great question. So we are actually integrated with Amazon as well. But if you're selling on Amazon, you're a commodity product. Let's say you try searching for a pot on Amazon. You're not going to care about brand. You'll see whichever one is the cheapest and probably which one is prime for two-day shipping so you get there faster. So your brand is lost somewhere in there. What we are enabling these small businesses to do is to put their brand first, not the Amazon first. And that way, what we are doing is we're directing traffic to their own websites. Amazon is good. They can get their first sale on Amazon, but the next sale should happen on their own website where the customer can see the customer experience and these small businesses can own the brand experience and customer experience from end to end. And that's what we try to provide. So in other words, they find the product on Amazon, they like the relationship they have with the company, they, they, you can directly market, communicate directly with their own customer, they come back yeah. to their website, and, and that's where you step in and you can provide all the, the, the shipping and, and, and the back end for them. Exactly. So you can think of us as the infrastructure layer behind e-commerce, and that's what we're striving to become. So right now we started with shipping. We're soon moving into the software piece to handle everything that happens after the first sale or after the sale is made. That's what we are trying to build out here. It's not just a shipping company, not a logistics company. It's a software company that is providing different services such as logistics, shipping, listing, and so on. You've been in existence for a couple of years now. Uh, talk about the trials of starting the business. I mean, obviously, you can have an idea, but uh, you know, seeing it through and getting to the point you are now, I, I know it's not an easy proposition. Yeah, so I wouldn't say we've made it big so far. We're almost three years into the business. We're close to 80 people now, but the journey has been pretty awesome I would say beginning is always tough especially when you don't know when the next order or next package or next shipment is coming from so what we did in the beginning we actually stood outside the post office every single day and we would pitch to the people going in the post office and we'll get take their packages right outside the gate of the post office and that became one of our initial customer I would say customer acquisition strategy and that wasn't obviously scalable, but that gave us 
more perspective from the customer standpoint, okay, what customers we need to target, who's shipping the most, and that became the first stepping stone into us building an eBay integration straight away so they don't have to like place the order, they don't have to take a picture on their phone or anything. They click a button, we get all the details. And thus, just talking to customers like this, we kept on growing. So the journey was difficult, but we were lucky enough that we were close to our customers. We were still close to our customers to get this feedback going so that we could improve at every single stage. Talk about where e-commerce is right now and you know where it's heading. I mean, these are, these are the kind of industries that change you know, every six months, every year. Uh, where is it going and where do you fit in? Well, e-commerce is on a boom. And I'm not sure if everyone's following the e-commerce, but it's essentially growing 17 to 20% year over year. And right now it's in trillions of dollars where it's heading towards. And so such a big industry and it's not one player take all. So Amazon, even though it's a giant right now, it controls less than 20% of the market share. And that's just because it's so huge and people are moving towards small businesses, having more personalized experience, more personalized products. And that's why there's a shift in e-commerce suddenly and hence players like Etsy, Shopify, they went public in the past two years because there's a move towards non-commoditization. We talked a little bit about the business, the background, came to the University of Illinois uh, and your degrees. Uh, It seems like the business engineering combination is a growing combination in terms of if if you're in business it helps to know a little engineering if you're in engineering it helps to know a little business and that in turn uh, the growth of the entrepreneur in that realm I mean having both of those is certainly an advantage it is an advantage but I wish I could have changed one year of my life when I was an undergrad I should have taken a business minor but coming out of undergrad I had no idea about outside world except how to code and I was good at it, so I was very happy. But then with period of time, I realized I cannot grow too much till I know the business, and that's why I came back to MBA. MBA, I was very lucky I had engineering background because engineering, you might think it's just teaching you code or some theoretical science which you'll never use in your life. That's not true. Engineering teaches you the basics of problem solving. And team of 80 people, I deal with different people on a daily basis, I feel I have an advantage because I'm more easily able to break down the problems into smaller parts and solve individually rather than attacking as a whole. And that's something which was taught to me because I'm an engineer that was ingrained into my DNA to a certain extent. And that's why engineering is important. On the flip side, business is equally important because if I had no idea about financials, I would never be able to make a company that even survives two to three years. But business background definitely helped me get there. Obviously, your clients nationally, internationally, but you're headquartered in in Chicago. What's the scene like up there in terms of the entrepreneur? It seems like Chicago is growing, and you have an advantage of having spent two uh, terms here, uh, two different times here at, at Illinois. Where do you see the University of Illinois fitting in in that, you know, um, in that space? So we have a lot of clients that actually graduated from University of Illinois, and it's amazing to connect with those entrepreneurs from time to time as well. But if we talk about Chicago scene, Chicago scene, 
used to be non-existent in terms of tech startups or startups in general, let's say it's five, six years ago, it was pretty small. It's a growing community. Thanks to Groupon and Grubhub, they put us on the map globally and nationally. And from there, a lot of VC firms started sprouting up in Chicago, and we're lucky to have backers out of Chicago VCs as well. But apart from that, people got some motivation, some, I, I would say, they got something to look up to with these companies, Groupon and Grubhub going public, that this can happen in Chicago. Because typically Midwest companies were more conservative, slow growing, and thus VCs never were attracted towards Midwest companies. But now things have started changing. There's so many startups which are well-funded by coastal investors that have come up in Chicago and they're flourishing at this point. So where Chicago <laughs> once was loaded with venture capitalists, but not a lot of startups that is starting to starting to balance out a little bit where the money is still there but th the companies are forming in chicago and staying in chicago yeah there are so many companies and now we are in the vc realm so we are backed by venture capitalists so we are very well aware of the how venture capitalists think finally now and from their standpoint they're more comfortable in investing in chicago now because there was a situation of brain drain earlier in the 2000s, 2000, till 2005, where the great talent of Chicago was moving to the coastal areas because they wanted investment there, there were ecosystems there. Now it's reverse brain drain. Even in our company, so many people have moved from the coast to Chicago because of the growing startup scene. And thus, it's just not the money being there. It's more people coming back, smart people coming back and getting involved in the community. That's also enabling the VCs to put more money in. And the more money they put in, the more companies grow. In return, VCs get more motivation to put more money in. So it's a loop which is just starting, and it's just going to grow bigger and bigger. Obviously, to have an idea, um, as you did with ShipBob, it takes a lot to, to get things going. Talk about finding the venture capitalist um, and how you got started in terms of getting the early seed funding to, to get the company off the ground. Yeah, definitely. So early seed funding is one of the trickiest things which a startup partner has to navigate. We were lucky enough to actually interview for Y Combinator and we got through YC. So as soon as you get into YC, you get a certain amount of money as the seed money. And we received $120,000 for a certain portion of the equity, and which was a great deal for us because getting into YC is harder than getting into Stanford Business School. It was that hard. And we got lucky that they liked our idea. And me and my co-founder, we've known each other for 27 years. So it worked out that they knew there is some strength in their team inherently. And then on top of that, we both are engineers. And if you're engineers, you're more agile, you can think faster, you can react faster, and that's what makes a startup more flexible and agile, which can adapt to different changes. And we were lucky enough, we had money, we had engineering resources, two of us, so we just started building on top. And once we went through the Y Combinator program, we got great advice and end of YC, we got our initial seed round, like another seed round ready for a million dollars from SV Angel, which is Ron Conway's fund, and then people like Joe Montana and a few other angel investors pitched in. So the popularity of ShipBob, talk about how 
the company is growing. Um, how 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 big are you right now, and and where do you see this? The you know I would hate to say uh, use the word ceiling, but where do you see uh, this uh, company could be in two three years? Hopefully, we'll be public in two three years. That's a goal. But if not there, we plan to have very strong growth. We've traditionally grown in double-digit percentage month over month, and that has been the trend since we initially started, and we will try to keep it up for the next couple of years so that we can actually get to higher revenue numbers. In terms of how big we are, I cannot disclose the revenue numbers, (coughs) but amongst all the startups that were in the similar space, we believe we have the biggest team plus the biggest revenue plus the biggest reach in terms of customers worldwide at this point. So, so given your your background here um, at the University of Illinois, talk about advice. As I mean, there is, Illinois is attracting the uh, the fledgling entrepreneur that wants to come create an idea, commercialize it. Based on what you have uh, experienced, what are some advices? What some advice do you have for those that uh, you know are highly motivated and have the great idea? Definitely, one piece of advice which is just related to Illinois is Illinois is such a great school, and luckily we get the flexibility of selecting our own classes for the most part, and we can go outside of let's say just engineering school and go take business classes. And that's something which I missed out on and I would highly recommend people right now in school or coming in to diversify their own classes so that they can learn more and grasp more. And so that once they get to the outside world, they know what they're supposed to do. You should know what fi- how finance works even though you're not interested, you're an engineer. But just knowledge is good enough for you to make you succeed. And on the other side, on a personal level, level Perseverance is very important. Never give up. We had so many rough days when we were just standing outside the post office in harsh winters just begging people to use our software rather than standing in line, even though it's a very easy proposition. But it was a hard time just to get the first few customers in to get some traction. But if you would have given up then and if you would have just sat in our homes or in one-room office, and reached out just email email people that would not have worked it's being outside on the ground trying to talk to customers pitching to them refining your pitch that was one of the most important experiences for us personally and that's what every entrepreneur should should go through be close to the ground as possible be close to the customers as possible as you can and never give up failures will always happen but it's a perseverance who can get over these humps will ultimately survive. Well, circling back to the scene, talk a little about the importance of networking and if there are um, future entrepreneurs, whatever, that, that want to tap your brain. You know, how, do they, how do people get a hold of you? Are, you? are there networking opportunities in Chicago that you would suggest that, that they tap into? So there are a lot of networking events in Chicago. I would recommend plan your time and attend a few of them. Too many of them are not going to help you. They'll just distract you from your core idea. Attend a few so you can pick brains of a few people. 1871 every week has a happy hour or a networking event, which is pretty amazing because there's so many startups out there. Plus, there are certain networking events hosted by the VCs themselves. 
they could be very helpful as well. And for me, I'm available online for the most part, but I can also be reached out at my email, which is Devi, my first name, at chipbob.com. And if people want to find out more about ChipBob, how do yes. they do it? So yeah, forgot to spell ship, Bob. <laughs> it's S-H-I-P-B-O-B, and our website is shipbob.com. All right, Divi Galati, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to, to seeing where this uh, idea goes in the next few years and, and following your career. Yeah, uh, would be happy to be in touch, and if anyone out there has questions or any items to ship, feel free to give me a holler. All right, that was another edition of Illinois Innovators. I'm Mike Kuhn.